0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast, created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to
1: allthew.3cr.org.au.
0: I'm riding on my bike,
1: I'm going round the block, no I can't cross the road, I'm not I'm just riding on my bike. Good morning, welcome to this week's edition of the Arab Bicycle Users Group Radio Show for Monday the twenty third of november twenty twenty. Uh, we acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of Current Affairs. My name's Chris and Yara Bicycle Users Group Radio. We're a program about bicycles, cycling-related transport issues coming to you from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. And if you're listening to Malasha, yes, we're back in the studio, which is fantastic. On today's show... I've oh, got a heap of news and events to start off with, but um, a guest will be shortly, Matt Townsend, and he's from Safer Cycling for Stonington and that's about working towards safer and healthier transport uh, options, shared spaces for pedestrians and cyclists, and a renaissance of outdoor si- um, outdoor dining for Stonington streets. And if you're kind of thinking, going, this sounds like Chapel Street, you're right. Okay, I'll get straight into uh, news and events. You may have seen something on social media with... Uh, The uh, Minister for Public Transport, Minister for Roads and Road Safety, uh, Ben Carroll, with the local, I think, member for Northcote, uh, CAT, uh, standing on uh, Heidelberg Road near that bridge (laughs) and uh, pointing pointing downwards towards, I think, uh, the, uh, you know, the. The Queen's Parade area. Uh, the, and anyway, it had the caption of, uh, we're about to start construction on a new pop-out bike route from along Hodelburg Road from Fairfield to Collingwood. And it's part of our $13 million investment to make it safer for casual cyclists and families to get around inner Melbourne. Okay, well, I'm still waiting to see if there's a press release and if anyone's got it, please send it to us because uh, you would realise if you've been listening to a show for, um, for a little while, we've been on air since 2008, but uh, recently uh, mentioned about Ben Carroll making announcements about pop-up lanes and the like, and we just want to see what the funding and the planning and all that sort of stuff is. Also, um, a heads up about if you ride around Carlton North, and this came from um, Brompton Junction, and if you've been wondering why the intersection of Canning Street and Richardson Street isn't resealed yet, well, there's going to be some works going on in the intersection, and uh, apparently it's part of the Federal Black Spot Program. The finished works will see the installation of a roundabout similar to one at uh, Canning and Pigdon Streets, and um looks like the second stage of works... Um, uh, will be scheduled for Monday, 4th of January, 21. But there's, um oh yeah, here we go. Initial works for drainage improvement will be conducted over three, four weeks from um, Monday next week, which is the 30th. So it's something to keep an eye on. And uh, they've done their research or done a bit of backgrounding at uh, Brompton Junction. And the most uh, recent thing they could find was a news article from... August twenty eighteen which shows the new roundabout for Canning and Richardson. So uh, if you've got any queries, go straight to the City of Yarra, info at Yarra City or subject to roundabout and find out more about that. I got um contacted by Vic Rhodes, uh about another item, Hawthorne Bridge. Uh tef- temporary scaffolding works and notification of a minor detour to uh, for pedestrians and bicycle riders and Department of Transport is doing some minor maintenance work um, under, repeat that, under the western side of the Hawthorne Bridge. So that's going to be, uh, uh, you know, affecting uh, uh, stuff underneath, which is the main Yarra trial. So they need to close the bridge, or sorry, close the path, get that right, the path, leading from Yarra Boulevard to the main Yarra Trail for about three to five days from today, which is the 23rd of November, to remove the scaffolding. And they'll probably need to close the path again in mid-December. So, yeah, it's uh, one to keep an eye on. Also, get in contact with um, either um, Vic Roads or Department of Transport about Hawthorne Bridge if you're unsure. But basically, it's underneath the bridge. It's the main Yarra Trail that goes underneath. Also, some more works. Yarra Valley Waterworks, and this is one uh, you would no doubt be familiar with. The Fairfield Pipe Bridge is a uh, closure. It should be closed right now. It's um, the closure times are from nine a.m. to three p.m. from the twenty-third to the twenty-seventh of November for a safety improvement works. The path and bridge will remain open during peak times. Yeah, before 9am and after 3pm, and detours will be in place on both sides. So there's some probably some core cool flutes up there at the moment, and if anyone's riding around during the middle of the day and going, whoops, can't go through there, well, it's, look, it's only for four days, and Fairfield's a bit contested whether you should walk your bike across or ride across it, and I'm uh, um, not going near that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, going back... Quite a while ago, back to ooh, 2015, 2016, um, I remember having David Borella from Bike Sydney on the show and, uh, yeah, that was in February 2016. And one issue we discussed was part of the light rail that they were returning or, you know, building or constructing in Sydney uh, had uh, impacted upon a fair bit of... Uh, active transport infrastructure up there, i.e. the Sydney cycleways. And uh, College Street cycleway was removed. Now, there's some news uh, come to hand that, from the City of Sydney, that the College Street cycleway will return. And they've got a uh, consultation uh, thing at the moment. It's City of Sydney proposed works and maintenance, have you say, new cycleways for Oxford and Liverpool College Street. So it's coming back. It's kind of interesting that the yeah, the the machinations behind this one. We go go back to the days of um Duncan Gay and yeah. Um anyway, they're proposing cycleways for this is the city of Sydney, proposing cycleways for Oxford, Liverpool and cottage um college streets to give people more options to ride safely. So yeah, uh that's a long running issue over five, six years. Put it in, take it out, give it back. Uh yeah. <laughs> and uh Something else, that which uh, bit of news that I picked up last night. Uh, it, during during the lockdown here in Melbourne, did you um, order out for food? Did you can you know? Did you have people deliver to you from certain uh, certain companies or whatever you want to call them, gigging economy sort of things with people? Someone on a bike um, in Sydney. There's been four people die. From recently, relatively recently, I think this year, delivery riders, you know, getting getting those meals to people's doors. Now, there's another one that happened on the weekend for uh, Uber Eats rider killed in Sydney's South identified as a Bangladeshi student by Joy Paul, a 27-year-old man, become the fourth food delivery rider to die on Australian roads in the past three months. OK, not the last year, the last three months, which roughly coincides with lockdown. But there's a whole raft of other issues here. And it sparked outpouring of grief from his fellow riders and calls for more protective equipment and better insurance from the sector's union. By Joe Paul from Bangladesh, died in hospital after he was hit by a car in southern Sydney, the um, suburb of Rockdale, about 11 a.m. on Saturday while completing an order for Uber Eats. A friend who did not want his name used said Mr. Paul had just collected an order or just collected a food from the local Mac- Macca's or, sorry, McDonald's and was on his way to deliver it. Uh, great deal of outgr- um, th- uh, grief on this. We've had uh, other delivery riders who died in recent months were Zhao John Chen Zhao, Carl Chen, and Dee Dee who work for several companies. Apologies if I didn't pronounce their names correctly. Uh, you might remember also previously on the show, going back about two years ago, I spoke to Asher Wolf about uh, casual workers and their working conditions when they're either on you know mopeds, bicycles and the like and it's uh, a lot of work needs to be done and from the article Michael Kane, the National Secretary of the Transport Workers Union lashed gig economy companies like Uber in the wake of Mr Paul's death. Riders have been put onto bikes with no training or protective gear they're working our streets day and night for little pay Mr Kane said they have no right to insurance and when they get injured or die it's at the discretion of their companies as to whether they or and their families get supported. Mr. Kane said the federal government should act to change the legal regime, which allows gig, economies, gig economy companies to classify the workplace as independent contractors, who do not get the same benefits like minimum wage, workers' compensation, and super, in that that uh, employees receive. Something to consider when you're uh, thinking about ordering your food. Uh, it's yeah and a lot of us no doubt would know about the issues of becoming a subcontractor and therefore you are the end of the food chain uh, so to speak and you have to take uh, you know you're you're made responsible for your own personal needs and um i think well not think it's it's a undeniable right that you should be safe at work and have work, safe working conditions and a wage not just some thing that uh, You have to run several jobs at once to have a living wage, as no doubt may may have seen over the weekend with the fraud in South Australia over a casual worker, uh, where the issue has been, you know, by the government there, has been put onto one person about um, COVID-19 and the like. Really, the reality is that so many of us don't have uh, safe, secure or, you know, secure work or money to practically survive. Anyway, on to a happy note, after a uh, break, I'm going to be speaking to Matt about Safer Cycling for Stonnington. Join the global SlutWalk movement to end slut shaming and victim blaming. Tune in to 3CR on November 29 at 1pm. Turn it up loud and let the speeches fill the streets. Tell the world, even in a pandemic, we will not be silenced. SlotWalk, it's good a controversial name, not a controversial message. Slatwalk Melbourne, it's 3C a three-seas reporter.
0: Good girls, a man with a beard, but God is a woman and she's tough, and she's queer. Good are waiting
1: on the things and the bad girls
0: are laughing because they know he's a d- Food Not Bombs is a protest against like all the food waste. We, I guess, rescue food. That would otherwise go to waste. Make meals from that food.
1: And serves them up to people who need a feed.
0: We make a real point at Food Not Bombs of involving Everyone who wants to be involved in whichever part they want to be involved in. We need to have a working vehicle. So we do need money to keep our van going. Very occasionally we have to buy some food. To donate to our current fundraiser, go to www.chaft.org forward slash project forward slash Food Not Bombs pandemic support.
1: Food Not Bombs is a 3CR supporter. Food
0: Food Not Bombs.
1: You're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. And on the phone today, I have um, Matt Townsend, and he's going to speak to us about safer cycling for Stonnington. G'day, Matt. G'day, Chris. Good. You could make time today? Yes, indeed. Okay. So, um, do you want to give uh, the listener a little bit of an overview of where you're coming from with Stonington um, kind of campaign that you're been pushing for a while?
0: Yeah, sure. So what... Um, Ch- Ch- Chapel Street is, is one of the most important uh, cycling routes for people who are travelling from uh, St Kilda in the south to try to get to the Yarra River corridor. Uh, and it is one of the most dangerous stretches of road in, uh, in, in Melbourne. Um People who have cycled along Chapel Street will realise that one of the greatest problems is the parallel, the number of parallel car parks uh, along the uh, along Chapel Street, and the narrowness of the bike path means that people quite often cycling in the door zone, yes. which means that a lot of uh, a lot of people are getting uh, getting doored, and there's been fatalities there. Uh, there's been a series a series of accidents. Uh, I, in fact, I went onto the big roads. Crash stats website last night. There's been 200 uh, pedestrian or cyclist accidents in the uh, injury accidents in the last five years. So it, it really is a hot spot. But the, the thing that I found that was really fascinating about this is, is that it's actually it's actually in the Stonington planning scheme for uh, towns. Sorry, for, um, for Chapel Street to be made safe for cyclists. Not only in the in the, in the planning scheme, but in the cycling strategy that's been produced by the City of Stonington this year, there's actually the policy basis to make Chapel Street safer um, because there's a line item in there that basically says if a trader wants to extend the footpath into the road reserve, uh, they can do that. And so what you have is the capacity to remove parallel car parks in the cycling policy. And it was a little um, uh, controversial at the time amongst the councillors but really, what we're happening, what we're seeing today as a result of COVID-19, is that the rollout of this particular policy is occurring in an expedited fashion. So, if anyone goes up and down uh, Chapel Street uh, today, as with many outdoor eating streets in Melbourne, um, you're actually seeing people uh, moving out into the road reserve for the for the purpose of providing extra dining space. But my concern is that this is happening as, at, at a um, and in, in an ad hoc way, and it's really not happening enough uh, for it to remove the problem of parallel car parks uh, along Chapel Street. So I'm putting together a submission to go to the City of Stonington for them to actually, for the council to to roll out uh, the um, uh, policy that they uh, that's in the planning scheme, that's in the cycling strategy, uh, and, and for council to put some. And effort into doing this in a in a coordinated and well resourced way.
1: Yeah, uh, what possibly is controversial about providing safe provision for people to travel through an area? It's a question I'd well, like to put back to the council.
0: <clears throat> yeah, well that's exactly right. Unfortunately, you are. Uh, we immediately ran into this problem uh, last week when there was a uh, an article in the Age about uh, traders in Smith Street. Uh, not wanting to, or locals in Smith Street, not wanting to roll back the um, the annexation of the the road reserve for the purposes of outdoor dining and pedestrian space. And immediately the comment from the Chapel Street Traders Association, Chrissy Mouse, was to say, "Well, you know, it's all very well for the time being, but um, as soon as the uh, as soon as summer's over, we want the traders want our uh, street spaces back." And so, unfortunately, traders are stuck in this idea that the best use of public space is for a car to be sitting there, potentially for an hour um, or longer, uh, virtually being unused. When you compare the amount of traffic that you can get for people coming and going, um, making it a place, making Chapel Street a place to visit and a place to stay rather than just a, a through... Conduit for traffic to go from the from the south and north and vice versa.
1: Yeah, this is interesting because there's been similar discussions and or debates over some you know, shopping strips across Melbourne. Uh, there's still the ongoing one of uh, Sydney Road, which has adequate, if more than adequate, off street parking nearby to you know, you know, get the off street uh, on street parking away from uh, Sydney Road, getting it away from being you know, a traffic sewer. And creating a safer, you know more pleasant environment for everyone, including the traders, is why people go there. But as you've said, people are stuck in this mindset of we need cars for our, you know, our local economy. I can understand yeah. that from an accessibility issue for yeah for people, but the throughput and people actually visiting, uh, it shows something else quite different.
0: Absolutely, and it's good that you've raised that point because Donington's own figures, its own data commissioned by GDA Consultants, which is a, a reputable firm of, uh, of traffic engineers, GDA Consultants say there's no shortage of parking. <clears throat> there's no shortage of parking in, uh, in and around Chapel Street. And this is even more so now that there's uh, been Paran Square that has recently come in. Uh, come online, used to be the Cato Street car park. Oh yeah. uh, That's got got 500 uh, car parks underneath it. So the idea that we actually need to park immediately outside of our our shops or this is the best use of public space uh, is really, I think, something that's being debunked rapidly as people realise that using the street space for pedestrians and for outdoor dining uh, is a far better use of space.
1: Hmm. I can't speak on behalf of what Stonington get their you know funding or their you know rates and stuff, for but I do know Yarra do heavily depend upon parking uh, fees, and this could be like you know chuck whatever metaphor in whatever you know, elephant in the room the 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 blockage of that we've got addicted to getting money from a specific thing uh, like parking where, um, you know, funding could come from elsewhere, other revenue streams for, for councils. It's, there's some kind of, the convenience of driving a car at first is very, very um, attractive and we all know, everyone, everyone drives, everyone drives. But there are certain economic factors that come into play with a bit of clear thinking. You go, not really. And I know it's a huge topic and I've been, just made a very generalised statement, but our streetscapes and our shopping strips and that shouldn't be dangerous areas because we've made this swap. Would you say that's a, um, a, a way of looking at these things? We should be looking at a whole uh, solution instead of um, you know, car dominance.
0: But interestingly, it's not a question of, uh, of raising funds for car parking mm. uh, fees in Chapel Street because the first hour is actually free. In fact, it's, it's one hour uh, free parking. So that's okay. not the issue. But, but the issue is that something like anything up to 47% of households close to Chapel Street, they don't even have a car. So these people are, are, are not... The the, the the local catchment for Chapel Street are people who don't even drive. And if there's not the cycling infrastructure for people to be able to cycle down to Coles and leave their um, their bike out the front or leave their, um, their cargo bike out the front or their e-bike, then... The traders themselves are actually missing out on the economic benefits that cyclists provide.
1: Mm. And people on foot and, you know, if you make it a, a more safer and attractive um, destination. Now, what is the solution? You know, you're saying you're, you're putting a submission towards Stonington Council. Is this part of a, um, an ongoing process they've got at the moment?
0: Yes. Yeah, so it's, because we've got a new council, we've just had council elections, the city of Stonington, I imagine, along with a lot of other councils around Victoria, is, is throwing the uh, the ideas uh, sheet open and then just saying, "Well, what do you want us to spend money on?" And so I've uh, come, f- I'm putting together a submission that basically uh, invites the sets all these policy arguments out and then invites the council to put some money behind uh, the the work for Chapel Street. And the-, the the parts of the proposal that I'm uh, suggesting. Is the first of all obviously the removal of, uh, of parallel uh, parks along Chapel Street. The second aspect that I'm suggesting is that we remove, sorry, we reduce the speed along Chapel Street from 40 kilometres now to 30, if not 20 kilometres now. So that there's a less, there's a lower speed differential between uh, cars and bicycles, uh, because unfortunately it's going to have to remain a shared space. Chapel Street is going to have to remain a shared space for vehicles and bikes even though separation is obviously the ultimate goal. And the other thing I'm going to suggest is that there be a closure at one point along Chapel Street in the same way as that occurred along uh, Ackland Street. So you only need to to chop off or you only need to isolate one part of uh, Chapel Street to create in people's minds the idea that if I want to drive from south to north or north to south, I don't go through Chapel Street... Because I'm going to have to block. I'm going to get blocked off at one point. And I'm going to have to dogleg around it, in the same way that a lot of us don't drive along Burke Street anymore because we know that along Burke Street you've got a pedestrian mall, and so we'll choose Lonsdale or Collins Streets mm. as, as a diver. So that's that's the other uh, option that uh, that I'm suggesting that uh, we adopt.
1: Yeah. Well, you remember with Ackland Street, there was a whole bunch of you know uh, discussion, I should say, debate about how it was going to kill the street, and what does it look like now? It's It's thriving. I mean, okay, we've just had six to seven months of a lockdown, but still, um, Ackland's probably never looked healthier.
0: Ackland Street now, as a result of this uh, proposal, the closing off of Ackland Street down the end towards Bath Street, 25% increase in pedestrian space, 25% increase in footpath trading space, a new shared public space of 500 square metres, and no accidents between vehicles, pedestrians and cyclists.
1: Wonderful. Now, how can people support you, or get in contact, or get part and become part of this process with Stonington?
0: Well, there's the ideas page on the Stonington website where people can uh, can go and make some suggestions. And interestingly, if you have a look at that, a lot of people are saying very much the same sort of thing that I am. Brilliant. Um, but I'm I'm running a um, a safer cycling for Stonington Twitter account, and people want, people are more than welcome to get in touch with me through Twitter. Uh, safer cycling for Stonington and um, contact me and, and uh, be part of the process that I'm engaged in. So any, any help appreciated.
1: Yeah, it's a very informative and uh, reflective Twitter profile I really do enjoy reading what you put out Wonderful. Okay, thank you so much for your time today Matthew and, uh, Pleasure Chris. Yep, and uh, we'll uh, make sure that we put all your details into the podcast and people can get in touch with you
0: Lovely. Thank you. Well done, thank you very much
1: To enable change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple.
0: Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org A 3CR supporter.
1: And you're indeed listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. Thank you, for Matthew, for making time today. And uh, if you want to look at uh, safer, uh, safer cycling for Stonington, it's basically go to Twitter and put in a- um, SS Stonington. So it's basically Stonington with two S's at the front to find his Twitter profile. And uh, I'm just getting a bit more comfortable here. It's been a long time since I've been in the studio. I'm not used to sitting on a chair and speaking live to people. So yeah, thank you for uh, making time to have a chat today. And believe it or not, I haven't got any more news in front of me. <laughs> I read it all out at the at the beginning of the show, but uh, I suppose uh, there's so much more going on at the moment. You know, would have no doubt over overnight or earlier this morning had a bit of a damp run in. But it's good to have some rain because it's yeah kind of heading into um, the dry time of the year and a particularly unpleasant time of the year last this time last year. But uh, I just hope this summer is a little bit better. What should I say now? Well, I should do this. It's going to get better. Anyway, uh, our podcast should be up later today on 3cr.org.au. Have a look for Yarrabov's users group. should also uh, make sure I've got the mirror up at yarrabog.org forward slash radio. 3CR um, runs upon the uh, support and donations of our listeners, so make sure that you support uh, you make a donation or subscribe to 3CR. Up next is Bop, followed by BlackBlock.